Bibles, take it to Romans chapter number 14. Ro- I mean Romans 15, sorry. Romans 15. I was reading this text and getting ready for this morning's message. And uh, going through this storm, seeing the, seeing the results, and it is... Uh, to me, it is very difficult uh, to watch uh, by the sideline and to see all the, all the dismay and disarray of people as you drive through this community especially. And I know that Beaumont was affected. I, was, I saw a news report said that there was 1,066 homes in Beaumont that flooded and over 800 people were rescued by boat in Beaumont alone. You know, and I, as I see this, I, I feel that, uh, man, uh, these people that are affected by this flood, as I looked at this scripture, um, the Bible puts us right, uh, something that can help us, something that can encourage us, because every one of us, it, even if you weren't affected by the flood, you know somebody that was, or you see somebody that is. And as we look at this, Many people, and like I said at, at the offering time, many, many preachers and many people will try to find the answer why it took place and, um, you know, and come up with some reason. But ultimately, we need to find that God is still good. And God, again, God is our refuge. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. In Romans 15, Paul is beginning, uh, just continuing the thought from Romans 14. And he is, again, one another, how we treat one another. It is important that, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, uh, how we can be a stumbling block to one another. But now we move into another set of scripture, how it is important that we help one another. Uh, We rely on each other. Families rely on each other. When families are going through something difficult, do families help each other out? Amen? You know? Uh, if family is doing, that's how we ought to be anyways, but sometimes families, you know, get odds at each other, and then they don't help each other out, and they don't even talk to each other, and, and, and I've seen that take place too, but, but as a Christian, we're all the same family. We all belong together, and so honestly, and it ought to feel this way, <coughs> but when one person is hurting, every one of us ought to hurt. And when one person is going through a tragedy, every one of us ought to feel that same tragedy that they're going through. And this is what the scripture is talking about, how we can help one another. There's two things in the sermon that, we, that I feel like this scripture gives us very important instruction that if we do, it'll help us to be a help to one another. Because ultimately, do you know what I want to do today? I want to help you. When I come and, and I knock on someone's door and... And I invite them to church, or maybe it's a cold turkey dot, cold turkey door knock, which means I don't know the person behind the door. And I knock on their door and invite them to church. Do you know what I want to do? I want to help them, because ultimately I want everybody to come to church. But some people they already have a church home, and that's great. But I want you to come to my church. But ultimately I want to help you. And this morning this scripture I believe can help us, but it can't just help me. It can help you. Because everybody in this room, you're going through something different, whether it, whether it is you was or whether it is 
you wasn't affected. But every one of us are going through something. And every one of us need the help of those that are around us. And so as we look at this Romans chapter 15 and verse number 1, let's all stand just out of respect to reading God's word, just out of <coughs> respect. Here we go in verse number 1. Let's read together. Look in verse 1. The Bible says, when, when, when then, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as, but as it is written, the reproaches of them <coughs> that reproached me, the reproach thee fell on me. Psalms chapter 69 is what he's quoting there. For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of, our, of the scriptures might have hope. Not the God of patience and consolation grants you to be like-minded one toward another according to the Christ Jesus, that she may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive you one another as Christ and also receive us to the glory of God. We'll stop there. But as we close this, as he gets all the way down to the end, what are we supposed to do with our lives? Glorify God. The Bible says that our body is not our own. <coughs> We're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So everything that we do and everything that we are ought to glorify God. And we learned last week of verse number 23, the Bible says, For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So let's pray. And then we'll start. Dear God, I thank you for today. Lord, I pray for each and every individual that's here this morning, different circumstances, different families, different people. Lord, bless. Lord, help me to be an encouragement. Help me to say the things I ought to say and keep me from saying those things that I ought not. We love you, and in the strong name of Jesus, we pray again. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So let's look in verse number one. The Bible says that we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of them that are weak. The Bible says, and just keep your Bible there, and the Bible says in Galatians chapter number six, at verse number two, the Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So look, he says in verse number one that we that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of those that are weak. And Galatians chapter six and verse number two says that though that we ought to bear one another burdens. And so what is that saying to me? That's saying to me that when someone's going through something difficult, when someone's going through a tragedy, because infirmities mean someone's weakness, someone's uh, someone's inability. So when somebody is going through something difficult and somebody is going through a weakness time in their life, as a Christian, we ought to help them. We ought to encourage them. We ought to be right there with them. That's where we ought to be, is to help one another. Bear ye one another's burdens. 
<laughs> but here it is. Too many times we're worried about us. We forget about those that are hurting. We've blocked off. We've got these blinders on and all we can think about is our path and our way and our, the way we're going. And Ted is taking, instead of taking those blinders off and allowing us to see everyone else, why don't you take your blinders off this morning and drive through a community that's been hurt and tell me what we're supposed to do. Bear ye one another's burdens. Those that are strong help those that are weak. You remember the scripture text and you may even remember it or, or have heard it before in Matthew chapter number 11. Jesus makes a statement. In Matthew chapter number 11, he says, I'm going to get there in just a moment. Matthew 11, verse 28. He, Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Then the next statement he says, if you really look at it, it is kind of confusing. You say, Bible is confusing. Listen to what he says. He says, Hey, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Then he says in verse number 29, he says, Take my yoke upon you, take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Now let me ask you something. I'm not real bright. Okay? I didn't graduate with a 4.0 from college, all right? But if you take a yoke, do you know what a yoke is? Say you have two mules pulling a, a wagon. The yoke ties those mules together. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. So Jesus told us that come to me and I'll give you rest. But when you come to me, take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. Now how is that possible that Christ says, if you come to me, I'll give you rest, and then when you come to me, I'll put my yoke on top of you. And then you will learn of me, meek and lowly. So what is he saying? Those that are weak help those that are strong. And in verse number 3 of Romans chapter 15, he says, even as Christ for us. What happens if a yoke is uneven? One person pulls the bulk of the weight. So when I get under that yoke, when I get under that yoke that belongs to the Lord, I'm not pulling anything. He's pulling it all. And so when he says get in the yoke, I'm going to pull the yoke and then you will be able to find rest and you will be able to rest and come to me and I'll give you rest. How? Because if you get in the yoke with the Lord, you will find rest because he will carry you through. I got this. I can handle this. I go through this by myself. That's how we want to act. He said, come to me. You can't find rest. You can't find... <coughs> Many people are searching for peace. 
Many people are wanting rest. Many people want help. And help is right there in front of them. Come to me. Look what he says in verse number, or if you have, I'll just continue to read in verse number 30. He says, verse number 30, he says, for my, in Matthew, he said, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. What is he saying? That if you get in the yoke with the Lord, that his yoke will be easy. And then my burden, my struggle, my infirmity will be How? Get in the yoke with the Lord. We want to do it our way. I'll figure it out. Quit trusting in your own strength. Quit trusting in your own will. Quit trusting in what you can do and how you can muster. And I'll just pull up my bootstraps and I'll go to work. No, get in the yoke and allow the Lord to be your strength. And allow the Lord to be your fortress, my rock. My strength, my fortress, my deliverer, my shield, my sword. That's who Jesus is. My deliverer. But I can't have a deliverer. And I can't have a fortress. And I can't have a refuge if I don't get in the yoke. Because then my burden, my, my burden will be too heavy for me to carry. That's why your yoke is weighing you down because you won't trust Christ. I got it. I handle it. He says, bear ye one another's burdens. We went around the room today. Every one of you say, I got burdens. I have a weakness. You'll never get over it. You'll never get through it. You'll never conquer it unless you get in the yoke where Christ carries the burden for you. There's many people who will never serve God. There are many people who will never accomplish anything for God because they're stuck in their own yoke and they're trying to pull it by themselves. I can't carry my yoke without God. And neither can you. That's what he's there for. He is my strength. Thanksgiving time comes around. We want to thank God for all the things he's given us, right? Sometimes we forget about the God who gave us the things. Because he is, for me, my rock. My sure foundation. But he's not just mine. He's yours too. But you have to take and say, here's my burden. Heard a song said, Nail it to the cross. 
and walk away free. Take your burden, take your sin, take your weakness, take your infirmity, and give it to the Lord and allow him to carry it for you. The introduction of the message is a lot longer than the sermon of itself. Now let's get to the message. Do you want to help other people? How many, how many, you like to be able to help people? There's two thoughts in this scripture that tells us how we can help people. In Romans chapter 15, look at, look with me in Romans 15. I told you how we can get help, and that's the Lord, okay? But I want to tell you how you and I can help other people. Look at verse number four. He says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our what? Our learning. So I'm going to tell you number one. i tell you this. How in the world can I help other people? Number one, this Bible. It's simple. I know it's simple tonight. It's, it's really simple. It really is. But the only way that I can help anybody is this. I can stand up here and give you 10 ways to be a better self-image or 10 this or whatever I can do to try to pump you up and be a, be a, a motivational speaker. But ultimately, the only thing that will help you be able to help other people is this Bible right here. The Bible says that the, the Word of God is the truth and the truth shall make you free. How in the world can I be free and I can be free indeed and by this book I can be made free. I can't be made free because of how good I am. I can't be made free because of what church I attend. I can't be made free because of what membership I hold. I can be made free by the book. I can't help anybody outside of this book. People come to me as a pastor. People go to preachers all across America. Hey, give me the answer. I can't give you an answer outside of this. And guess what? As a Christian, you can't either. You want to find, wow, I don't understand why. You need to read this. The Bible says in Joshua chapter number 1 and verse number 8, <coughs> I can't quote it, but I can sing it. I'll try to sing it anyways. He says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt find thy, then thou shalt find good success. The only time success is mentioned in the Bible ever, one time success is mentioned in the Bible, right here. It's not found by being a better self-image. It's found in the Bible. You want to help people? I want to help people. Right here. Right here. He says, he says um, in verse number four, as he continues to read, for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures that we might have what? Hope. 
I don't understand how a lost person deals with the loss of a family member. I don't know how a lost person deals with the loss of a friend because there is no hope, there is no future, there is no eternity, there is no nothing. But as a Christian, I have a hope. And where do I find my hope? I find my hope in the Lord. I find my hope in the Bible. Yes, I quoted it and I said that Christ is my rock and my shield and my fortress and my refuge and my deliverer. But do you know where I found those words at? Was right here in this Bible. This Bible tells me that He is my rock. This Bible tells me that He is my fortress. This Bible tells me that He is my shield. This Bible tells me that He's my fortress, my deliverer. This Bible does. Where can I find my help? Where can I help? How can I help other people? This book. Number two, prayer. Wow, this is real deep. Prayer. Look in verse number five. He says, now the God of patience and consolation grants you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. Acts chapter number six. The Bible says that the church was blowing and going. It was, it was exploding. The church had so many people they didn't know how to deal with all of them. Even the preachers and the pastors were having trouble preparing the word of God to preach. They didn't know what they were going to do. And in Acts chapter number 6, the Bible says that let's look out some men. Let's find some men of the church to take after the widows and the daily administration of the church. And I think it's verse number 7 of chapter 6. It says that, that that's so the preacher can pray and read his Bible and give himself to prayer and the Word of God. Do you know who those seven, do you know who those men were? Deacons of the church. He said, why do we have men of the church to do and take care of the daily administration? It's so the preacher can get in the Word and the preacher can give himself to prayer. Why? Because the most important thing that I do is read my Bible. And the most important thing that I do is pray. And the most important thing that you do as a Christian is to read your Bible and is to pray. Why? So that you can fellowship with God and so that we can be in unity. As you look at the book of Acts, you'll see the, that <laughs> the church was in unity. Things were going great, but they were in unity praying together and working together and reading the Bible together. We will never, never, ever be a successful church. You'll never see the success of God unless we as a church get in unity. Disunity, fighting, the arguments, those type of things are of the devil. We're a family. How do I be in unity? I'm going to tell you how. Right here, make it your focus right now. To pray. Pray for who? Me. I need prayer. You say, who else needs prayer? You do. Look around the room. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Who needs prayer? They do. Because they need a burden that you need to carry. I'm done. I'm going to close. And you guys are saying hallelujah. We'll go, we'll go home. I'll turn on the Chiefs game. I mean, we'll go home and eat some food.
No. But as a Christian, I want you to look at yourself. I can't, I, I can't take care of I can't decide this for you. I can decide this for me. Is my yoke too heavy for me to carry? It is. Then get your burden and get your weakness and put it in the yoke of the Lord. How can I help other people? How can I be a help to this community? Get yourself in this right here. You say, well, I don't have a Bible. Well, come see me and I'll give you one. And pray. And pray. Pray. Heard a statement said this. Keep on praying until the light breaks through. Keep praying to the Lord. He'll answer you. Don't you quit. Don't you give up on praying. Let's pray. Lord, as we close, as we give